Oh, hi everyone. Sorry, I uh, uh, was a little busy there. I got this interesting lamp at an antique store, and it's apparently the story is it comes from the Middle East. It's an oil lamp, and it's very ancient, mysterious origins. Apparently owned by a, a magician in the uh, pre-Islamic uh, Middle East. So anyway, I'm polishing it up. Toward the end of the show, I'm going to polish it up a little later and see if I can make it look nice. So anyway, uh, yeah, welcome to Fangs and Folklore. I'm your host, Matthew R. Miller, expert in all things horror and paranormal. I am a horror writer from the haunted swamps of Louisiana. I welcome you. So check out my books on Amazon, beginning with Blood Feud, a punk rock vampire story. It is what it says, a punk rock vampire story. It's about a failing punk rock band called the Gravediggers with no musical talent whatsoever, who keep crossing paths with vampires, werewolves, all sorts of stuff like that. All six books are available in uh, Kindle, paperback, and audiobook format. And I have three more novels coming out that are a different series coming out very soon, so stay tuned for that. So I thought that uh, today, we've been doing this series on different demons, right? Christian demons, Jewish demons last time. This is Islamic demons. I thought that we'd focus really on the jinn. Um, because of all the different kinds of this Islamic spirits and demons, the jinn is without a doubt the most famous one, right? We get the word genie from it in English. You've heard like, you know, genie pops out of the bottle, grants you three wishes. It's jinn, all right? It's an Arabic word. And it, word, the word itself uh, means um, something like, to, it's from a root to hide, Right, so these are spirits that hide in, in dank places. Uh, so a jinn, it's basically an invisible creature. It was created by Allah, just like humanity. But it is spiritual in nature. We're physical, it's spiritual, but also sometimes can manifest physically. Uh, normally it's invisible, but can, it can manifest as an animal sometimes, or even a human sometimes. Jinn can be good or evil, and they can be uh, believers in Allah or not just like humans. That seems strange to us Westerners, but keep in mind that Christian demons believe in God and even quote scripture in the Bible, right? So it's not that, not that different. <laughs> and although jinn are usually invisible, they are supposed to be consisting of uh, bodies, but these thin, subtle, wispy, spiritual bodies. They can change their form at will. They like to appear as a snake. So we see that uh, theme again, like in the in the uh, Jewish and Christian religions, of the snake being some kind of spiritual creature. They also appear sometimes as scorpions or lizards, and also humans. Think about that those are things that you find in the desert, and in the Middle East, the desert is where these origins come from, so that makes sense. Jen can also engage in romantic and sexual affairs with humans, <laughs> and can even produce offspring, which is odd, because demons in the Christian tradition cannot do that. They uh, even have, been, have married humans from time to time, if they're hurt, injured by someone or they're offended, they usually will possess that person's body, like kind of like a Western demon. They won't leave it until they're exorcised out of it. So if you're a fan of The Exorcist film, the great classic 1973 horror, then stay tuned. I've got some great video for you to look at. We're going to see some videos at the, uh, at the end of this episode, which you might find very interesting. They usually don't try to meddle in uh, people's affairs, the djinn. They actually live in groups and tribes uh, with their their own well, their own people, their own jinn, and so yeah, so they have their little societies. Now there are lots of little talismans and charms, talismans, talismen, I guess talismans, charms with uh, jinn appearing on them, their image, often used to ward against evil, which is interesting. Um, <clears throat> many people who believe in jinn wear these amulets to present to prevent themselves from being attacked by jinn. Uh, and jinn can be sent out by witches, and I guess the male version, warlocks, sorcerers, <clears throat> to harm others. So they can be sent out like familiar spirits in the medieval Western tradition. 
a commonly held uh, belief, sorry, is that the jinn cannot hurt someone if you have something with the name of God written on it, Allah. So maybe you've seen this Islamic uh, art or Islamic iconography with the Arabic letters for Allah, very beautiful. And um, so a lot of Muslim scholars uh, will say that there's nothing wrong with wearing a, a, a little charm to keep away evil or even the image of a jinn. Others, though, say, no, it's idolatry. You can't do that. You can't have an image of anything created. And they, and they believe that jinn were created by Allah. So a lot of uh, scholars today and imams will say, no, you shouldn't wear these little images of jinn. Uh, the word itself, jinn, is the, the collective or the plural, and jini is the singular. I'm not sure how that works exactly. I'm no Middle Eastern language expert, although I have studied Hebrew. So <clears throat> it means it's from a root meaning to hide. And so jinn uh, tend to be found in the hidden places, deserted places, ruins, dirty places, dank places, caves, places like that. Jinn predate Islam, okay? So uh, they, they were around in lore before uh, Muhammad came about and before he went into the cave and received the message from the angel and founded Islam. Um, interesting that <laughs> a lot of times the jinn are seen uh, as evil by Muslims. And we saw that, remember, in our Christian and Jewish demon episodes, that the gods of other religions become the demons of ours, so that uh, religions that predated Christianity, their gods became Christian demons. Same thing with Judaism, the land around them, their gods became Jewish demons. And here also, the pre-Islamic jinn became sort of demons for, uh, Islam, uh, for Muslims. Um, the word jinn, by the way, is not an Arabic word, it's an Aramaic word, that, that old language that was a sister language of Hebrew. Uh, basically, part of the Bible, by the way, is written in Aramaic. And originally, like we said, they were gods of other peoples. But they were also worshipped sometimes by Arabs, uh, the pre-Islamic period, and even into the Islamic period. <clears throat> jinn are, some believe they're malevolent, but it's not necessarily always malevolent. I think I mentioned that. All right, they're mortal, meaning they can be injured, they can be killed, they can be destroyed. So they're not gods, but they kind of are these demigods, we could say. And they can uh, inspire um, uh, wizards, warlocks, witches, and even um, oracle givers. Their culture and society before Islam, the jinn, was analogous to uh, Arab society, which makes sense, right? They also had like families and allies and enemies and tribes and so forth. The, the jinn are more powerful than human beings, although it's been argued by scholars that, they, that a man could kill a jinn if he was strong enough and had the right weapons and the right strategies. But jinn can become invisible, right? So they have a, the great advantage, obviously. Hard to fight something you can't see. They also uh, are often, were often and are often blamed for disease and things like that, which reminds me of the demons of the toilet, which exist in, in all the Middle Eastern areas uh, in the pre-Islamic uh, uh, period, ancient period. Uh, all of these cultures around there had their own demon of the toilet <laughs> who would come up and attack you in the toilet and give you all sorts of illness and so forth, maybe because toilets were unsanitary places that did carry disease. Anyway, uh, yeah, so they inhabit desolate, dingy, dark places, and especially like bathrooms, toilets, and caves, and ruins, and old houses, and things like that. <clears throat> okay, so what else can we say about the jinn? They were, they often had romantic feelings for humans, and sometimes humans would marry jinn, <laughs> and actually have offspring with them. So how would you feel about that if your 
father or mother were a jinn, what would you be like? I don't know. There is uh, a famous story from the pre-Islamic era. Uh, a jinn, a genie, singular, named Manzur, fell in love with a human woman called Haba and uh, taught her all about healing and medicine. And they were married. So that's interesting. Um, some scholars argue that, that the concept of good and evil, angels and demons, were introduced into society, the Middle Eastern society by Muhammad himself, that before that the jinn were seen as both good and evil, are almost like trickster spirits, really, like amoral. Mm. So uh, in the Islamic period, so Islam was founded in 610 Common Era by Muhammad, and I'll say, let me preface this by saying I don't know, I know less about the Quran than I do about the Bible, because it's just my, where I'm from, you know, my tradition, my culture, how I was raised. I was raised in uh, Catholic schools. I'm not Catholic right now, today, but I was raised that way. So I don't know a whole lot about the Quran, but I, I did do some research. Uh, jinn are mentioned in the Quran uh, 30, uh, 29 times. 29 times. Mm, Quran argues that they, uh, jinn exist uh, as counterparts to Muslims and not before them, but however, there is historical evidence indeed that they existed before Islam. The Quran condemns the practice of worshiping jinn for means of protection. And like I said, different imam today will argue about whether that's okay or not. Um, basically, uh, the Quran teaches that they are spirits, that they were created also to worship God, that God has sent messengers, i.e. angels, to both humans and jinn. That's interesting. And that uh, jinn and humans will be held accountable for their deeds and judged, punished in the afterlife. So jinn apparently have an afterlife. And also, jinn and humans cannot approach God physically. They can't, see, they can't physically be in God's presence. So that's interesting. Mm, just like Christian and Jewish lore, if you remember, say that uh, Solomon, when he built this, his temple, that he had demons enlisted to help him build them so that it could be built faster, <laughs> build the temple, uh, that, that uh, Islamic lore says that he had jinn helping him build the temple. Here's an interesting, interesting story about Muhammad. So there is a hadith, which is, a hadith is um, it's kind of like the Jewish uh, Talmud. It's, 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 it's teaching and lore outside of the Quran, but by Muslim scholars. It says that Ibn Masud went to hear Muhammad uh, speak about the jinn somewhere in the mountains. And Muhammad um, drew a circle around this guy Masud and said, don't leave the circle, I'm going to conjure a jinn. He watched Muhammad and these shadowy forms, these dark shadowy forms appeared all around Muhammad. Uh, he was afraid that they would attack Muhammad, but he remembered Muhammad said, don't leave the circle or you'll be in big trouble. So he didn't leave the circle. Muhammad interacted with the jinn and taught about them and then they left. And he told this Masood, he said, good, uh, good thing you didn't leave the circle because they would have just torn you apart. So you can see there they are kind of demonic in the way that they act. And um, possession by jinn is accepted generally in the Muslim world, in the Islamic world, in the Arab world. Just like among Christians, the idea that demons can possess people is generally believed. So it is with jinn and possessions. Okay, so that's your primer on jinn. Now I thought we'd finish with some videos that purport to show jinn and jinn possessions. And these are very interesting. By the way, jinn in English, we spell it J-I-N-N or D-J-I-N-N, depending on which system you use. But as far as I know, it's just pronounced jinn. Now, let's start with the first one. This is the uh, video about the exorcism uh, of a jinn from a boy. And before I show these, I want to just flash up the copyright notice, uh, the um, exceptions clause. <laughs> uh, 
uh, that uh, just to note in U.S. law that I have every right to use portions of these videos because I'm using them for analysis, for criticism, and, uh, and so forth, teaching. So uh, the fair use clause allows me to do this. So keep in mind that if you falsely report copyright violations, that's also illegal. Okay. First one, so a boy is possessed by a jinn. Let's take a look at this. Okay, so what do you think about that? You can see that it's similar to Christian exorcism, right? Very similar. The behavior of the jinn is very similar to the behavior of demons in the Christian world when they possess people. Very similar. That's very interesting, huh? Okay, here's another exorcism of a boy who is supposedly possessed by a jinn. Let's take a look at this one. <laughs> Okay, that one was a little creepy, huh? Notice how the boy seems to like ah, snap his teeth at the at the imam, like he's trying to bite him, right? Uh, attacking him again, very much like Christian exorcisms. What the demons do, they try to attack the priest. Here the jinn is attacking the imam through the body of the boy. Okay, the next video is a kid on, it looks like he's on a balcony and something passes behind him and the people who film this think it's a jinn. So just take a look at this one. That's creepy, huh? And you might say, well, it's just a, an artifact an artifact of a digital video. That's how digital videos work. Parts of the video that are not moving, the pixels are frozen to use less memory, and when they move again, they start to, to, to replace the pixels with new ones. That's how it works. So sometimes you get these ghostly images in the background like that. Possible, but the way that that, look at the, the, the figure. It doesn't look human. Let me just show you again this a little clip of this uh, figure. It definitely doesn't look human. It looks quite disturbing, doesn't it? It freaks me out. <laughs> so that's supposedly a djinn. 
All right. Uh, here, this next one is a, a, a guy with a video camera examining like a an empty ruins of a building or something. Take a look at this one. Okay, so he catches something there kind of peeking at him. It's, it could be a person, a person, a homeless person living there or something. It seems to have a human face, but remember, Jin can appear as humans. And something I notice, the head of the thing looking at him looks like it's in the middle of the body, not on top of the shoulders, which is very uncanny and really creepy, if you ask me. And notice that he sees the thing, he chases it, and when he turns the corner, nothing's there. There's nowhere it could have gone, really. So that's interesting, you know, possible that that was a jinn. Okay, the next one, this is the, I think the best one of all, because it's just so weird. So this, he, the, the idea is this guy is like filming around this these ruins. They look to me kind of like ancient ruins out in the desert, some rocks and caves, and he sees something or someone. So watch this one first. Tabismai.
بدفع اقتل واحدة منكم طب اشوف وجهك اه بدي سحر اعوذ بالله الله يكفينا شرك تأذيني اخوان هاي اللي بايدها مش طبيعية طب انت كيف تاكلي وبتشربي هون؟ كيف تاكلي هون وكيف بتعملي؟ اعوذ بالله صوتك غريب او صوتك غريب انا شاك في امرك انا شاكك في امرك طب بتعرف الساحر المجوسي او المسوني الساحر المسوني بتعرفيه انا بدي اياك تعملي له سحر له بسم الله بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم بسم الله الذي لا يضر مع اسمه شيء في الارض ولا في السماء طب ممكن تكشف عن وجهك ما تحكي لي بني ما تحكي لي وكيف بدك تأذيني طب فرجيني وجهك طب فرجيني اه ما تحكي لي بنيه طب كيف بتختفي انت اخوان شايفين عينها كيف اعوذ بالله من الشيطان انت والراس اللي معك هذا ما بتخوفيني انا بدي اشوفك حاولين الاطراب قل اعوذ برب الفلق من شر ما خلق اطلع من هين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم All right, so that was weird. So he finds this this woman, I guess. He calls her a witch, but says that her hands and feet are not human. And she says she's she says she's married to a djinn, although herself she looks like a djinn. She has this weird kind of staff. She's like flexing at the guy, and uh, she's very frightening. She threatens him, saying, "I'm going to turn you into dust." So is she a witch or a djinn? I don't know, but she certainly fits the 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 general lore of what jinn are like uh that one was pretty good you know those are, if those are practical effects just a hoax they're pretty good uh it doesn't look like cgi to me uh it's a, it's obviously a real physical being there but whether it's a human or a witch or a jinn i don't know because the hands and feet are definitely not human okay 
One thing I will note when you see ghost videos on YouTube, I did past episodes of Fangs and Folklore analyzing some of these. You can check them out. And there are some I think are obvious hoaxes. Some I think are, are just silly, just for a gag, a joke. Some, though, seem to be more authentic. And there's some certain factors that make them, to me, more authentic. So ghost pictures, photos, and ghost videos, and so forth. So go back and check out the Fangs episodes on those. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the gin, especially the videos we watched t- tonight. Um, here in the Fangs and Folklore studio, which, by the way, is in the basement of the abandoned castle in the haunted forest. And I hear the ghosts out there in the forest, so I'm going to have to get, be going soon, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. Comment here on YouTube or email me at matthew.miller.writer, W-R-I-T-E-R, at gmail.com, matthew.miller.writer at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. Um, also, please like and subscribe. I am now on the YouTube Partner Program. If you want to click the buttons below to support me, to become a super user, all this kind of stuff, I'd appreciate that. Um, also, I'm on a Patreon-like service called Buy Me A Coffee. I'm going to flash the QR code here. If you scan that code with your phone, it will take you right to my page where you can buy me a coffee. Five bucks. Contribute. Micro-patron to an artist, to a, to a content creator. Uh, so I'd appreciate that. And I'm trying to get to 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. At that point, I can start getting ad revenue. So tell your friends if you like Fangs and Folklore. I appreciate it. Subscribe. And I'm going to, what I'm going to do here is finish uh, polishing this um, oil lamp that I found in the flea market. And I think that what I'm going to do is, oh, 